This Mother's Day, don't forget to celebrate mom for everything she does with a bouquet from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order early at 1-800-Flowers, you can get $25 off two dozen assorted roses, plus a free vase. Moms deserve the best, so 1-800-Flowers only lets the most beautiful roses make it off their farms and to her door. Lock in your order for guaranteed Mother's Day delivery at 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. Do you miss going to the video store, Acid Watch, Jeans, and MTV with music? I know we do. Welcome to Mike and Anthony's Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, Mike, along with my co-host, Anthony. What's up, everybody? I have no quotes, because this is a fucking recap show. Bring our take on a classic movie every Monday from the 80s, 90s, and beyond, except this week. Because, like he says, this is a recap. Since we did the Back to the Future franchise, and it's pretty popular... Would you say? Popular. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We decided we're going to go back and talk about things we liked about it. Reminisce. Reminisce. And then give a few of our favorite things. We have some categories here, and we're going to pick some favorite things from the movie. Anthony, though, it's kind of a curmudgeon. I don't know if he has anything that's a favorite. I think he has the least annoying things about the movies. I got a lot of favorites of the movie. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You don't favorite Number one, anything. I never had to watch it with you when it came out. That's <laughs> like my most favorite. The most favorite thing ever? Least favorite is I have to talk about it with you. Oh, that has nothing to do with the movie. There's our the scale. That's one can and that's 24 cans right there. Yeah. Okay. So you're the guy who has all the numbers. How much money did this do altogether? I forget how much the first one did. I think it was like 365. I don't know. I, I'm horrible. Now, actually, should I remember that? I mean, how could I behave oh, myself? Back to the Future, the first one did 388.8 million. 388.8. The second one? Let's see, the second one did 332.9. Yeah. And the third one did 245.1. So it's just under a billion dollars. It didn't make quite make a billion. And we are at so 40 million for two, 40 million for three as far as budget, 19 for the first one. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, almost so, a billion dollars. Million dollars. 99 well, million dollars for all three movies. Budget. And they made about a billion, all close, uh, just under, probably somewhere in the 900 million range, it looks like. I'm not doing the math. I'm just going to say that. But, but it's, but that's a lot of money. For a movie back movies back then, they didn't uh, before. It did, back to the basically, future. it did nine and a half million billion million. I would say that here's what I'm going to gauge this on. You know, Back to the Future. Uh, when you look at that franchise, what happened while it came out though, and we already talked about this movie was Batman '89 that that one, and that changed how people looked at blockbusters forever. Even now, that's why we have these billion dollar movies is that changed it forever, and it made so much money, and more than the sequels on Back to the Future. So I think based on what their expectations were probably, especially on the second and third movie, were probably like, man, why didn't this do more after they saw Batman? But, you know, Batman's Batman. Well, Batman changed superhero movies. 
completely. Well, yeah, but they made so, it popular. It made right. it changed the way people went to the movies, and it was it just changed it, the game a little bit on them in the middle yeah, process. But, see, like you have people love Back to the Future. Oh yeah, but it's because it's it was a popular fun movie, but it's its own thing. You get a fucking comic book movie to come out. That's when you got the hardcore nerds hitting the theaters. Like, oh, this is my shit. He and means I'm gonna go fans. I'm going to go see it eight times. He means hardcore fans. Yeah. He means people who are, sure. ex- are really into it. He doesn't mean to call you nerds. Like, if you have a reason to leave mom and dad's basement and get some sun on your pants. Oh, fuck it. Hey, man. Batman. <laughs> I'm in the basement. And I so are you. Are. What the fuck? Hey. <laughs> The acoustics are good here. You never left the basement. <laughs> and the quiet is nice. Is it? It is. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just feel that if if I were uh, Back to the Future, after making the greatest movie of the 80s, you should feel a little disappointed with your numbers if they don't stack up to Batman at that time because you had the hottest thing, you know, that was well, out you, there. Yeah, it's Batman, though. Again, it was a completely yeah. different beast. You even had fucking... Doogie Howser talking about how good Batman was. Yeah, that's Doogie Howser. So what? The fuck? Doogie Howser. Yeah, I mean, come on, people. That that's a show we all miss. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Do you think they're going to remake it? Didn't they try to remake it? They did. Yes. And it failed. Right. I don't know. I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they try to remake everything. Uh, speaking of that, let's talk about Back to the Future. Should they even try it? No, leave it alone. I, I'm going to say this. I'm open to it if it's done different. And what I mean by different is not movies. Like if it's a, a, a series on, on, a, like on, on Peacock or something like, because I think Peacock's the one who owns it because it's universal. So like if P- they put it on Peacock as a 10 episode series and it's a different beast, a different animal, and they explore it differently, just have some of the same notes, I'm down with that. Hey, I got an interesting idea here. Now, this is not meant to be mean in any way. Yeah. This may sound offensive, and I don't mean it to. Yeah. But with Michael J. Fox having his issues with Parkinson's. Yeah. What if they wrote that into a script where basically these are the effects of frequent time travel on him? No, that's not insensitive. I would say it's a way to find a role that... That would work, and you and, and would really make someone think about using something like you know that it's so devastating, not on on your person. You know that that to me is that's interesting. That is interesting. That is definitely that's a good thought. That's See? a good. Yeah, you come up with one once. I can say I don't have anything to offer the show. Come on. <laughs> now I'm taking a six month break. <laughs> I'll just be here doing my normal shit. What is it? Uh, it's almost February. We'll Marshall see you in October, folks. We'll be back in October. <laughs> We're done for that. Well, I'll be here throughout weekly. You just won't really hear anything of substance oh. from me till yeah. October. Yeah. Okay. I thought like, hey, he said, you know, I've been waiting for him to say, let's take a break till October. <laughs> I mean, but, I'm okay uh, with that. Oh, see, guys, you better watch out. Um, anyways, the, the but no, I, I think a series would be cool. I think you could have some of the notes of the original while, like, like I was thinking maybe somebody's in a junkyard because you know they just had those parts laying on the tracks, and maybe the train people picked them up and threw them into a junkyard, and somebody finds the flux capacitor and 
you know, figures it out. Some smart kid, make it a kid thing, you know, not a Doc Brown, like a genius kid who just happens to like junk and fixing and tinkering, you know, kind of like a Tony Stark at 12 years old, you know, something like that. I think that would be, that would be interesting. Now, do you have a, would we have? It'd be like everything we wanted Explorers to be. Let's just say that. Would we have, (laughs) who, who would play Jennifer? Oh wow! You're trying. You're saying uh, because, now? No, no, no. As far as the two Jennifers, which one would you have? Because, our, like, if we did this movie where, okay, Marty, maybe it's like you know, Marty is having neurological issues from time travel, <sighs> had a bad experience, something went wrong. So now, Marty, Marty is at the point that Doc is where time travel is not safe, and he doesn't want to go back and do anything. But maybe there's other people around him that want to go back to basically help him. Before the incident happened that made him the way he is now, they want to go back and fix him or keep it from happening, keep him from taking that trip. That would be hard to do. That would be a hard to execute. But, you know, because it makes me think of uh, Terminator Genesis, uh, where they made Arnold, young Arnold, and they did it with CGI and they did it very well. Yeah. That would be the thing you could do. Hey, the last shitty Terminator that came out. They actually CGI'd Edward Furlong pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's but about the only part of that movie I actually watched, too. But but my thing is, they really do that well, so my thoughts are maybe they could do it. Maybe they could uh, make that happen. But the problem is, you know, to try and get the scenes where you get in the way of Doc Brown, you'd have to do it in out of that time. And what I mean is, like, not in the time that they were on screen, but before that it would like be before he went over to docks and and maybe we'll be, don't let him answer the phone or you know like so he doesn't say yeah i'll be there and just little things like that so i don't know if that would work out as well i i think in a new one it would be better if uh marty were to uh michael j fox were to just have a cameo where the kid like i said the kid finds the flux capacitor and maybe he finds a marking from Doc Brown and finds out this guy hung out with him and he goes and seeks him out and say, Hey, what's this? You know, and Marty, you know, reluctantly tells him or something, you know, but, but You're, beware because everything that's do, happening, you want to do what they did with the Ghostbusters reboot, but better because I don't want it to, are you talking about after I didn't watch afterlife, which I hear is better than the, the shitty one. Yeah. That, it's better the, than that. The, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that doesn't bother me. I don't mind that. Like, like I think in this particular instance, that door is open because they left it that way with the junk laying everywhere. You know, they did that. So I think that door is open to where a kid could do that. And then Marty can be like, hey, you see what's well, happening to me? This has happened because of that. It's don't, still I, left open because we have a flying fucking locomotive that can time travel well, now. Well, true. So it doesn't matter if the fucking DeLorean got Jules or Verne could come out of the woodwork. It's so true. And that could be a part of a, a, a series, you know? Now, if they did a remake, if they make the new time machine, the same spaceship from Explorers with the flux capacitor in the back, capacitor in the back, that's what I want. There's your time machine. What are you saying? Instead, well, that'd be hard. Base it in the 80s? No, I, I'm saying this is where I want, I want <laughs> and crossover. Then, and that's what I'm saying. Have the crossover that way. Like have a, a kid in 1987. You know, but then you're in the world where that movie existed, and how did Back to the Future not exist? I don't know. Then this is a chance to fix Explorers. I get it; it's a chance to make Explorers cool. But that's what I told you. You could make this like Explorers, but cool. I mean, you could make the time machine something cooler. I don't know what it would be. 
if if a 12, 13 year old kid got a hold of it, how would he make something go 88 miles an hour? I don't even know. <laughs> That's the. I I think a kid would put the flux capacitor into his PS5 and find a way to make that work. I think I know how they would do it. I think I know. Because remember, I told you this kid's going to be mechanically inclined, kind of in it, you know. He's also going to probably make a motorcycle at the junkyard, like a dirt bike. And it's going to become like a movie. I don't know if you know about it. It's um, uh, called The Time Rider. And it came out, and it was actually produced by Michael Nesmith. Let me, uh, of the monkeys. I mean, you, you're... <laughs> You're learning stuff that I know that you I know you don't. Uh, the Adventure of Lyle Swan, Time Writer. And it starred Fred Ward. You know who he is. And basically, he um, was riding out in the desert and on an enduro bike. But it didn't have a time machine on the bike. He just ran into like a, I don't know, a wormhole or something. And it took him back in time into the West, Wild West. That's kind of where that, that's kind of the place where it treads to. But but he'd be making the time machine, so I don't think it would be too much of a cop. I mean, when we when we think of that, I think that'd be great. Remake it that way. Have some kid do it. I think it's amazing. I think I think only thing you have is that it did seem to get cold when he uh, when they go through and there's ice on everything. So I don't know how that works. All right, I'm gonna just say uh, I think what we've learned here is let's not reboot it because I don't think any of this shit's gonna work. I don't know. I I kind of like it. Or even weirder, the only way to make it work is to get terminal velocity out jumping off a cliff because you don't have a car. So every time you go to time, try to time travel, you're either dead or... Something's got to be there in the future (laughs) or in the past. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) I got to now, we we went down this rabbit hole and you fucking tried to intersperse it with Fred Ward's involvement. So once we touch on Sweet Home Alabama, I'm fucking out. You love that movie. I'm done. done. Actually, uh, yeah. If you want to know what we think about that, we've released it twice. uh, Once originally, once as a best of. And we know who the villain of that movie is. And we found out how much Mike hates women. No, I don't. From that. I don't. But I understand that we can't always paint people as victims that are being proactively, that are proactively harming people. Like, and then, well, but, but it's because she's, Oh, she's the victim here, but she's the one hurting everyone. It's like, come on. She's the one playing people's hearts. I'm just, I'm not going to, we're not going to rehash that movie here right gonna, now. I'm not going to speak to the mental effects caused by bologna cake on people. So I don't fucking know. I can't just blame anybody in that movie. That sounds like a bad porn name. You're growing up on that shit. It's probably going to screw some neurons up. I want, you know what we should do? We should make one. Make I'm not going to eat it, but, but make you know one for like a get together and see who eats it. That's I'm just throwing it out there, man. We're gonna make a bologna cake now. Let's get to. I want to get to something here. Um, I want to get to. We have some categories. You want to pick some best ofs, and I'm gonna go through and I want to see what you think of this. I'm gonna go with the best Biff, and okay. I had three that I had thought that we would choose between. That's '50s Biff. You know, the one that make like a tree and get out of here. You got '80s Biff, who's which, and really you could pick one or two '80s Biffs. You you could pick. There's three 80s Biffs. There's three 80s Biffs, yeah. You've got Biff who wrecks the cars drinking beer, but I think he's still like the... I think he's really close to the guy who's the millionaire, billionaire, casino owner Biff. I think those two are really similar. I'm saying the ones I'm looking at, you got 50s Biff, you've got 2000s Bionic Commando Biff, 
Grandpa Biff. Griff. That's Griff. His name it's, is. They're still Biff, though. I, I know. I know. Biff. Biff. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Casino Biff and Biff Tanner. Yeah, Biff Tannen. So it's those five. But I'm just saying one's a Griff. I'm just saying. Okay. That's a little iffy. <laughs> but Which one? Now, I know my favorite. What's your favorite? So I got to say, uh, I really do like Old West Biff. Yeah. But like for me, I got to say, I, I got to go with 50s Biff just because he's the OG. The original? I have to because that's where it all started. And if it wasn't for that, you don't have these other characters developed. I, You know, I'll tell you this. If I didn't have that one, I wouldn't appreciate the one I like the most, which is exactly. Biff. Exactly. If I didn't have the shittiest version... If I was going to go second, I'd go Grandpa Biff. Well, I'm going to say the two most, what do they call it, uh, proficient Biffs, the ones that seem like they have their shit together a little more, is very old Biff, who's learned he was a dumbass for years, and uh, and Western Biff, who's dumb, but he's really good at what he does in the West. You know, he's he can he can lasso you. He can shoot a gun and kill you. He can do the things. He's still kind of an idiot, but he still does the things. I mean, I and think he has a schedule, of course. I, I think Casino Biff's got his shit together. He runs the whole fucking town. No, he's he's kind of a dumbass. Uh, he's though. no, he's uh, very jilted and an asshole. But like, I mean, you look at what that guy's accomplished. He owns the police. He had <laughs> the woman he wanted to marry. He made that happen by having her husband killed. Oh, he did the killing. Remember, we're killing him. Well, they with the same gun. So well, they could match up the gun. I'm assuming that means he killed him. I'm assuming that too, but I don't want to always assume because it doesn't end Oh, well. he, he's, he's all of a sudden, he's a prosecutor and a defense attorney all and at I'm once. Playing, see? But, so, I mean, as far as having their shit together and knowing what they're doing. Oldest Biff is the one, that the smartest Biff. Let's put it that way. He looks at himself, it's make like a tree, and he even tries to correct himself and make himself not sound as dumb. I, I think that that was a good touch with the old Biff. But I'm still on Western Biff, so you can go with your old Biff. I don't care. All right. Now I'm going with 50s Biff. Or 50s Biff, yeah. Yeah. You should go with old Biff then. Just throw it out there. <laughs> you should have your own opinions and just keep those, and I'll have mine. Okay. Now I got a question for you. There's been a lot of movies out there. Has time travel been done better than this movie? Like, have you watched movies where there is a time travel element and thought, man, that's better. And when I, and you know, uh, you can, you can define better however you want as a device for comedy, as a dramatic device, however it feels for you. So I don't know about, did they do it better? It's always, it's just different. I mean, mm-hmm. like you've got, this is your fun time travel. Then you've got your more sci-fi time travel. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's different elements. There so is. It, it's like, it, you know, there's, there's other ones I enjoy time travel. Yeah. But which it, ones it, do you enjoy? Let's see. My, he's, he's full of them. I mean, like, I'm just going to say, I'm going to put Bill and Ted in the Pantheon for sure. Yeah. That's a good one. So phone booth. DeLorean, there you go. Both quirky. And it was originally supposed to be what we call, is that a refrigerator? Mm-hmm. So there's that. <laughs> so they I mean, were going for comedy before. Like time travel movies. Yeah. 
I, I would actually have to take some time to think about that, which is a better time travel movie between those two, Back to the Future and Bill and Ted. Was it one of the Evil Deads a time travel movie? No. When he goes back into the medieval time? Oh, yes, yes. Army of Darkness, sorry. Yeah. That's epic. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like for the purposes of the movie, when you think about it, there it probably is better. Um, like I'm a big fan of the movie Somewhere in Time, which is nothing near what this movie is like. It's more of a dramatic thing. Christopher Reeves and and uh, Jane Seymour, really good. Um, if you're into drama, I'll tell you what's interesting about when you when you break that one down. When you talk about Army of Darkness, that's a lot different. Just for the simple fact that you go back in time and you don't have anybody. Yeah, Mar- Marty's got Doc when he goes back in time. He's got his mom wanting to fuck him. You know, you've got Bill and Ted. They've got each other. You're all alone, Army of Darkness. Yeah. So, yeah. He is, yeah, when you're, when you go back in time and you're the only one, that, that, that has to be a very, uh, solemn feel. I'd also put up their butterfly effect. Yeah. Butterfly effect. That's all right. It's all right. Oh, I see somewhere in time, like you said, Bill and Ted. I'm trying to think of the best ones. Lyle Swan, the adventures of Lyle Swan when I was a kid that had an effect on me watching that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it was so bad. When you watch it now, you're like, I'm bored. Why did I enjoy that? <laughs> Interstellar, to a degree, is a time yeah, travel Yeah, I was going to throw that out there, but... But that's more of the, like you said, that's in sci-fi, the realm It's really good. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. probably my favorite out of all the movies we just talked about. I think, you know, like you said, it, it depends on what it's being used for. Mm-hmm. Looper, that's a good one with Looper, uh, Bruce yes. Willis. I thought that was excellent. That's a good use of the device of time travel. I think it's even better than any of these. The one was pretty good. Shit. Can't remember what it's called now. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, see, now you got me. On the train. Yeah. That was a good one. I'm going to pull up a list so I can remember these fucking movies. See, I'm bad. Oh, there's About Time. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's another great one. The Time Machine. That was obviously uh, one. Idiocracy. Come on. Uh, that's amazing. That's 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 like an amazing time travel movie. Another movie that I've enjoyed that's not... Here's the weird... This is the weird one about this one. This movie does not have any time travel in it, but it, but it has time travel. I guess safety not guaranteed. It's a Duplassus movie, Mark Duplassus. And he everyone thinks he's crazy. And he has... And like he's nuts, but he talks about going going through time and going somewhere. And at the end of the movie, he disappears because he went through time. So you really don't know, but you know, like it's you really, weird. really good. effect. Like you don't even have time travel. You just have the anticipation of it the whole time. Really good. The edge of tomorrow. That's a good one with mm-hmm. Tom Cruise where he, uh, wakes up after being killed in a thing. Cause he got that gel in him from the mon- from the aliens that were fighting. And he um, ends up being able to go back and retain. Obviously, the one we're forgetting, you know, and it's the best one out of all of them, honestly. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes, that one. I should have thought of that. Is yeah. Like, there, what's the... Yes. The Adam Project is another one with Ryan one Reynolds. My, one of my favorites that we still I th- need to do is Idiocracy. Yeah, I said that. Oh, did you? I must yeah, Idiocracy. We forgot that. But I love that movie. That's a that's a comedy device one. Um, then there's Midnight in Paris, oh, yeah, which is a Woody code. Allen movie. Brilliant. Source Code, the Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. There's so many. I can go Terminator. We already did that one 
Um, you guys have listened to that. Uh, Groundhog Day. I is that a time travel movie? Yeah, it's it's a time well, it's, manipulation I mean, movie. I would yeah, say. not time travel. You're not going back in time. You're just not going forward. Forward. <laughs> You're just staying in the same time all the all the time. Uh, the Avengers Endgame, I guess, does have a aspect of that. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look at this list of crazy movies they have with time travel. Meet the Robinsons. Yes, but that's like a kiddie movie. That's awesome. Shut up. Let's see. Let's see. This somebody has ranked. I don't even know what Primer is. Never watched it. The Terminator number 14. About Time. Did I ever tell you? About Time is the one where he holds his hands together and thinks hard and he can go back. I think that's a great use of um, time travel because it, it has a thing that if something happens in your life that you really like and really love and you go back in time before it, it's as though it never happened. So like, say, if you have kids and you love your kids, and you don't want to lose them. But then something happens while you have your kids and you go back far enough to where you can make that bad thing not happen. You'd still have your kids. But if you have to go way back to do something else, it, it could cause it to where you can't make it happen. And that's what happens in that. And, and it's just, I don't know how to put it. It just bakes your mind in a way that's so good. And I don't know why people didn't love that. Love that movie. Uh, are we going to put Time Cop on there? I mean. I was being facetious. No. Star Trek, you can. The more recent one. 12 Monkeys, there's that. That's a good one. Planet of the Apes. Is uh, that a time travel movie or is that an alternate universe movie? Well, I think it's been both, I feel like. Yeah. Through different Planet of the Apes. Doctor Strange. Yeah. There's a lot. So, yeah, we've spent a lot of time on this wrap-up not actually talking about Back to the Future, so let's get back well, to that. Well, no, that's where we're comparing. We're doing some things. But is it, so I think, I think when it comes to time travel, there are so many great movies that have time travel in it. What makes this one special is, I think, the character's that that came out of it so going back in time itself is not enough like you can't just have it in there and it'd be great and i think that's why why i think there is better uses of time travel it's just who you have in the movie matters and what it's like who do you get give a shit to see travel through time yeah why so yeah yeah and there are a lot that i do i do like and i do love them but uh none none resonate like this one does bill and ted fucking resonates with me well, it does. All right, I got another category for you. Um, yep. We're going to go with the favorite. Which relative of Marty's is the favorite here? Which one? And I have on here four that I chose to go with. I have Lorraine, because you get Lorraine in like two different eras, three different mm-hmm. ways, four different ways. Seamus from the Wild West, very unique mm-hmm. character. Uncle Joey, you never see him. Right. But he's, like, he's all the way throughout the movies. And Farla, man, she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And George, George McFly, you get to see him. Uh, yeah. A couple ways. Those are the ones I have. Is there, I mean, I don't, his brother's not, and sister are like, eh. Well, you, I mean, I think we could have put Jennifer on that list too, since they are married later. So does family. You mean later, like old, Old Marty in general, you're talking about the character. So, well, like I said, you get old Lorraine and old George. Does a doc count as family, though? No, really, he's not family. Hey, he's just not. When you look at the family now, tree, Doc Brown, Back to the Future, then they fucking go back in time and end up finding out they are related. Well, they go into the future and use twenty three and me. <laughs> that that, that would be fucking weird. We're related. So, uh, I gotta say, like. It comes down to 
his mom or dad to me. I'm trying to. You, you think so? For I, me, I like, and I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you who I like. Okay. I'm gonna, I like Seamus, and there's a reason because I think he teaches Marty the biggest lesson in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he helps him calm down so that when he gets back to the present or future, I guess you could say in this particular instance, um, he he actually does the right thing. You know, because he's been warned so many times by Seamus, you could have just walked away. Yeah. And it's well, Michael J. Fox playing it. So. For me, I'm like, I'm just looking at throughout the series, like which character I enjoyed the most. I, if, if I, other than him, I'd pick Lorraine. That's, and that's the reason, leaning. Cause, cause when she plays the young Lorraine, she's all like hot and bothered. When she it, gets to right. older Lorraine, you can tell she's over it with, you know, when it's like before he goes back in time. And then when they come back, wait, she's, she's over still it. So frisky. when she's older Lorraine, She's no, past, older. I meant like 1985 Lorraine. She's past the the stage of wanting to fuck her future son. No, no yeah. Well, she's I think 80, 1985 Lorraine. She's, you can tell she's over it. Like oh, got she over yearns for the days of when things were better, and she's ready to move on. And that's before he goes back in time. You know, then when they come back and he sees them all vivacious, she's you know we, we the Lorraine Joey, he knows. By the way, what we do see Uncle Joey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! We baby. do see Uncle Joey in the crib. He likes the bar. He just likes yeah. it in there. Just <laughs> he's leaving in there all the time. <laughs> but uh, but no, you get to see Lorraine when they come back after tennis. You can see she's still got that spark that Marty found she had when he went back in time. And then when you get to much older Lorraine in uh, in 2015, you see where she has all we see her at that point is just the. The once again over it had to get a breast right. job for Biff type for of thing. And, I will throw in a dark horse here though. And each one was different. That's what's great about it. Go ahead, throw a dark horse in. Uh Marty's grandpa, Lorraine's dad. Yeah. The one who's upside down? No, the motherfucker putting the TV on wheels. Oh, 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 oh. Marty's grandpa. Okay. Now we can watch Jackie Gleason while we eat. Yeah. <laughs> Kids a fucking more. If you ever have a kid like that, <laughs> I'll own you. <laughs> that is a, that is a good one. So which one do you pick? I pick Lorraine. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Lorraine. Lorraine is the best relative. And you know, we get the thing. The funny thing is, you also get the Wild West kind of version. Even though that's weird, it's not Lorraine, obviously. But it, you, right. we still get the the same scene we've had in every one where he wakes up in a strange place and doesn't remember, remember where he's that. at. Yeah, so we kind of get that too. And those are, you know, I think that's what this franchise did well in some ways. Is it did string us through with some threads. And I, I don't think it's appreciated enough for, for doing that. Sometimes people dog on the second and third one a little too much and don't see how it does pull in the first one in those just, little ways. It depends on how you do it. This one did it well. Yeah, yeah, that did it well. Did it well. I mean, Star Wars, I think, did it well when they did The Force Awakens, that movie. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was a great one. They kind of went off the rails after that, but but when you do something right, it's right. It's right. Well, I'm watching that right now. We're watching that '90s show. I have not really job. gotten into that yet. You're doing a good job. I like it. I never watched yeah. that '70s show. See, my wife watched it fucking religiously. I did up through up till like the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Which I still watched it. I don't know even if I've seen all those episodes, like once Kelso becomes a police officer, that kind of shit. It's like, I'm going to say the reason 
I think I steered from that one was one, it wasn't my childhood. And in my childhood, I watched a lot of shows set in the 70s. So therefore, it was kind of like, why would I watch something that's supposed to be set in things and feels really inauthentic? That's kind of why. And it's kind of hard to watch things like that. They just feel... It's kind of like watching the Goldbergs. I never really liked watching that because they did too many things out of sequence of the 80s. There's things that they were talking about that didn't happen at the same time other things were happening. And it's like, no, you can't have Reebok pumps when the thriller album comes out because they came out in two different, like seven years apart. It's like, come on or six years apart. Well, thanks for sharing your feelings on that. That's why, that's why the Goldbergs always annoy me, by the way. That's if, kind if of you want to... I've never watched the Goldbergs. So that's, that would annoy you. You would it see would, them I'm talk sure. about something. You'd be like pudding pops. Didn't happen yet. Didn't happen at the same time this happened. And this didn't, ha- you know, like, and how is Eddie Murphy never mentioned when he was the funniest guy on the planet in the eighties? Come on. I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I don't write the fucking show. I agree. Anyways, but no, this movie's great. Is there anything else you have that you want to talk about on this movie? That I have? Anything you want, any final thoughts on the I'm franchise? Sure. I thought there was some stuff we didn't talk about yet. Okay, go ahead. What was your favorite Marty outfit? Well, I know. I was going to get into that. Okay. I was asking you some other thoughts first before well, I got into that. you were asking me if I had any final thoughts before we talk about other shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Marty outfit. Okay. So I have a category here. Marty has some pretty iconic outfits in this one. And I'm going to name the three that I feel are the most iconic to me. And you can add, I think there's a fourth one I forgot to put on. I have the iconic puffer vest outfit, you know, life preserver. His Western wear that Doc gave him, um, that wonderful outfit. Um, His indiscreet 50s disguise. Like when he goes back and he and like he gets the dumbest looking disguise ever. Yeah, and that the, was bad. the the two that I left off actually, there's two that I left off is his uh, yellow like Martian outfit that he wears. It's the biohazard outfit, and you I know you're probably thinking this one, his future. Right? How'd you leave that off? I know because I'm a fucking <laughs> <more> stupid. <laughs> you got the self drying, self fitting jacket and the sneakers that lace up on their own, and in addition to that, he got a hoverboard. So you got that whole outfit going. Which which one of the the outfits do you feel? I mean, obviously the most iconic I feel is the first one. Yeah, that's but it. Is it the favorite? Um, Just because it's I'm, iconic doesn't mean it's favorite. I'm gonna go with the first one as my favorite. Number one because again, this is back in the day. So when you've got the tucked in, you know, button shirt with the suspenders, mm-hmm. yeah, and when you can actually accessorize with or without the life preserver, you got a yeah. whole outfit right there. You're ready for all yeah. seasons. The reason I'm not the the futuristic one, you know, back to future two, yeah. like the reason that's not my favorite is because I'm so fucking jilted by that because it's a reminder of the shit they promised that they didn't deliver on. Yeah. <laughs> self-driving. All we got out of that that you could actually get today is that fucking rainbow hat. And a self-driving car. Although his car didn't self-drive. That's right, it didn't. No. And his no. my jacket still doesn't drive me off. That's in, uh, what's it called? Demolition Man, they had self-driving My hoverboard cars doesn't in. fucking hover. Yeah. I personally, I think that one's, I'd have to agree, it probably is the best, but I really want to go with the future outfit. Just because you have the nice prism hat as well. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at that whole getup, if you had someone stand in front of you with a pair of jeans, that jacket... The, the lace-up Nikes, the hoverboard, and the prism hat. You know what it is in two seconds. 
I would like uh, I'd like to congratulate you for picking your favorite outfit being the one that you didn't originally have on the fucking list to pick from. Good job. Hey, you know what? Good fucking job. You know what I say? I am the man. It's called the Dark Horse. <laughs> it's the Dark Horse. So what did we um what did we finally rank these movies at? Do you have that there? I do. So combined, we had the first one obviously being number one at twenty-four, part three at seventeen and a half, and part two at sixteen and a half. Now we were kind of flip-flopped on those two. You liked three better. I chose two over number yeah. three. So so yeah, uh, so it looks like that's our ranking of them. One, three, two, is that what it is? And, and, and that makes sense, because I think two lost some of its way, like we said before, and then it, and it got back to... And I was thinking before we started, I got one more thought on that. If you notice, the, everything that happens in two does not matter at all in the third movie. The only thing that happens in number two that matters is at the end how Doc gets to go back to the West is being struck by lightning. And then that's why Marty has to find Doc in the next movie in that 1955. Beyond that, what happens with the almanac and all that shit is gone. So I always thought maybe that was what they lost was there's this, there was this link that was missing other than the characters at that point that maybe, you know, they could have done a little more with, because maybe they, they did too much with the weird futuristic story in, in the second one. I don't, I don't know. know. And you know what's weird about that? If you feel that way, it's actually weird since they shot two and three together. That's what I was going to say. That's weird. And they shot them concurrently, which means that's how they meant to do it the whole time. But they re- really movies that connected other than that one scene at the end, you know, getting struck by lightning. And then the next one, you get the Western Union guy and that's it. You know, that's, that's, I mean, it's just so weird. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what I was thinking. I was just thinking that like the it was almost like three is almost standalone, just like the first one. Almost, you know, if you said if you'd have said at the end of two, Doc sent uh, right in the first one, Doc sent you a message and said you need to come back to the Wild West. That might be what you did. <laughs> what happened there? You know, it might be if somehow. I don't know. That would be interesting. So, I mean, you could make the argument that two could have been a standalone movie too, though. Uh, No, I think you needed the, because of the way the first one ended and he said where we're going, they they, they threaded them in too much. What I'm saying is part two itself, though. You could just add a little more backstory to it. That could be a standalone movie. It could be, I guess. I guess. Back to the future, the search for the almanac. We already talked about the first one was supposed to be standalone and George looks at the paper and sees Marty playing the guitar at the thing and goes like, oh my gosh, you know. Right. Although let's not even get into the fact that the parents can't remember that they met their son in 1955. I know. I I mean, we're not even going to go there because you have to suspend some disbelief, I guess. Some of it. A lot. All right. A lot. (laughs) All right, man. So is there anything else? Anything I'm missing? Well, what would you say then? What are your uh, any of your all-time favorite scenes? For me? Yeah. I think they're probably cliche favorites. Because the first one, you have the iconic shots that that make you go, oh, that, that was awesome. You know, like when I was a kid and I watched it, I had, a different, I had a feeling that it made me feel to watch it. I would say, though, man, favorite one... I'm trying to think of what affected me the most when I was young. Cause that's really what I would say. Well, see, and that's for me, any of the skateboard scenes for sure. Well, yeah, the skateboard scenes, the amazing. Skateboard scenes, all those, those stunts. all, all hit me well, but 
But I also think the using Van Halen on George McFly was a thing that I thought was pretty cool back okay. then. Because <laughs> I like Van Halen. Dark Vader. Yeah, I I'm thought that scene. Okay. I think when that happened, you laughed much harder than you do now at it. Oh, yeah. When it first happened. Because, you know, you're, you're saying, oh, my gosh, he mixed Star Trek and Star Wars, and you're like a 12-year-old boy watching that you know <laughs> it's like it's like funny so so that was great i'd say that like that would be it i mean i go back to uh the third one i really like like i said the one of my favorite scenes is when he does wear the the oven door as a bulletproof mm-hmm. vest hearkening back to the second movie when dude was actually watching that and he got probably got it from that idea was you know because he watched that movie for a second while biff was watching it in the hot tub so I like how that threaded together. Like I think one of my, it's still one of my favorite scenes. Lou, give me a milk, chocolate. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I still that's, love that. That is a, that is, and then I have uh, one more old bit or uh, uh, old West Biff. I would say the one that, and you probably hate this scene. It's probably more like a uh, generic for you, is when he has to spit out the manure to say, "I hate manure." That one always stuck with me oh, no, because he had generic. it in his mouth. Yeah, that what? that actually doesn't bother me. Because he's like, I hate manure. I, that one in his mouth, it was like, Here, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why that doesn't bother me. Because this is in the Old West. Everything in the Old West is fucking gross. You yeah, yeah. Water out of the same fucking crop <laughs> with people. Like Everyone's going to chance of getting cholera. So yep. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, water's it's not treated. is all abound. I mean, when they poured the water in the Old West one and it came out brown, you were like, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> That's how it is. is it no Brita filter. Is it whiskey? I don't fucking know. Yeah, you know, that's you know that that's how they failed in this movie franchise is that they failed to see the future of bottled water and Brita filters to where Doc is like, I don't have any water unless I have this thing. And he's, <laughs> he's like got the, the jug with the filter in it, you know, saying like they, they didn't see the future well. Well, hold on, though. I mean, he did come up with his contraption to make an ice cube. In the Wild West, just for iced tea. (laughs) It looked clean, so maybe he could also use that to filter his own water. True. Although he's probably boiling it out of all the impurities, you know. Right. So So I think he made that technology possible. All right. (laughs) So, yeah. But no, those are some of my favorite things, some of my favorite scenes. That's why Doc gets the lady, because they're like, he's got all the best water. We found someone who's a student uh, and out of time themselves. Like she, she was probably out of time because she was an independent lady. No one liked those back then. You know, women were looked at as objects, not not individuals. Ooh, and, I got, I got something. That would so be he cool. found one that was more of an individual. If they continued it, maybe we find out Clara was a time traveler all along. Ooh, since she was into astronomy and everything, maybe she actually helped him build that motherfucking train. Yeah, blows my mind if that happens. <laughs> but either way, um, I hope they do something. I'm going to say I hope they do something just so I can either trash it or enjoy it. One of the I hope of- they don't. Leave it the way it was. I want, I, I don't think there's anything sacred anymore. I, there's nothing There's nothing sacred anymore. And I, I got to tell you, there's been so much shit lately that they've done a great job with. Yeah. We are in a good time with remakes, finally. But yeah. that one, to me, I'm like, leave that one alone. I don't know. I think I think you and I could come up with a great idea and they could make it. It's not Back to the Future without Doc and Marty, and you really don't have that anymore. 
That's the thing. I think no, it, it comes down to casting the young kid. Like I said, I think it, it comes down to casting this kid that I'm talk, thinking about, like having at that age, and then casting somebody who's uh, like a funny person to go along with it. I don't know how we... I got You got to think the kid's going to be the smart one that builds the machine and he needs a partner. And whether it's going to be a young kid or an adult, that's where you got to go with it. It's just become and, That's become such a overused formula, though. Even though it's the chemistry remakes are good, but that's what everybody's doing. We we need a new cast, younger cast, bring them in. Maybe we'll get a cameo from the originals, or maybe there'll be a little bit more we involved won't, with we, it. Hey, hey, you so know? what? So what? You could call me cliche with that cameo of Michael J. Fox, but you're the I'm one who's got the idea of saying. him doing the Parkinson's thing. I know. As the as the uh, result. How about that if they were to do one is all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I think there's a way. Maybe have an ensemble. Like I said, make it more like Explorers with time travel. Give them three three, three friends that that do this. And three unlikely people, maybe like it was in the movie where you had the tough guy and you have the the nerdy kid, you know. So you got- do you think if they did this, do we add in Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter? Oh, well, now I don't know how, I don't know how campy you want to make. I don't want to make it campy. Just saying. Because they're in a camp version of time travel. They're not in a, like, I want to make it, you know, cool. <laughs> I don't know if they can make it cool. I'm saying Keanu Reeves can make a movie cool, but if he's playing if he's uh, playing Theodore or whatever, he's right. probably not as cool. So Theodore was cool as shit. In the end, but but the, but the but not originally. He was like a dumbass. So I, I don't know if I'd want that element. I, I don't know. I'd, I hope they do it, and I hope they do it the way we're talking about it. And we're watching Explorers, but time travel. And why that hasn't been made yet, I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. And made well. That's the problem. you got to make it well. Because, you know, obviously we've seen what can happen when you make shit Explorers. <laughs> well, you could do like an all-time time travel movie that involves these different characters from these different time travel movies. Because it's all a different string. Are you going to run into Lugal? <laughs> You're going to run into Lugal? Yes. The greatest time travel movie of all time, Hot Tub Time Machine, by the way. Yes, we're going to run into Lugal, and we're going to interestingly find out that Lugal's bellhop was Marty's dad. What did? Yeah, what did we? Uh, what did we rank? Uh, Hot Tub Time Hot Machine. Tub? I forget. That was a good one. That's a great one. How long ago was it that we did that? Oh, that's been. Oh, what are you talking about, man? You're asking my memory. There it is. Uh, we gave that 18 and a half. So pretty good. Yeah, pretty you gave good. it a 17. I gave it a 20. Well, you know. It's... You just said that's the best time travel movie ever. It's like, it's well, m- most fun. Let's put it that way. How long ago did we do that? That's a good question. Hot Tub, uh, we did that March of 2021. I'm almost there. I'm almost, almost there. Two years ago. Did I put notes down as to why? I didn't put notes down as to why I gave that ranking. Okay. Oh, well. There had to be something about it that bothered me. Guess just have to re-listen to it and find out. Yeah, go back and listen to that one. See what bothered me about it, and maybe I should have ranked it higher. But I'm not gonna go back and amend it. Uh, but that's it, man. Is that is that all we have? Do you have anything else? That's it. Great, great series. We love it. How do you not? Yes, go What's out and buy it. Go out yeah. and buy it. Pay go for buy it, it on VHS at your local the Walmart. Reward for making such good content. If you don't own it, buy it. Give them a paycheck because they deserve it. Yes. Residual residuals are where it's at. I can't even fucking say residuals. Residuals. <laughs> residuals. Residuals is where it's at. Risk 
wrist checks. Wrist checks. The wrist checks. The wrist checks. What's that from? Sixteen candles. Yes, the wrist checks. Wrist checks. I was just watching that recently. Good That's for right. You. But anyways, yeah, this is a this is a great one. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about it, and I hope it made you go out and watch it because that's what that's what it's all about. Yep, Watching love you, mean movies. it. Yeah, bye bye. started with mom she's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure so this mother's day kate spade new york is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life from our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry to gifts under a hundred dollars to the best sellers on mom's most wanted list there's something for everyone maybe you can even treat yourself too shop the mother's day gift guide at katespade.com